Brian Breaker. Your little whiny baby. Babe. Don't assume my gender. Friends since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with this phone. F you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, uh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go. It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no. The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts. So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass. So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did to Bowser with the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers. To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters. Put in the stake in the shower, break a rim, big power, hour. Yeah, hello. Uh, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Uh, yeah. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Rolling Sound. It's episode 423 on Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Of course, I am Brian Breaker, and joining me as always, Big underscore Bane. What's going on, man? Dude, not a whole lot. So we had a little bit of cold snap, a little snapperoo there. You know, winter decided to say, hey, here's one more for you, big underscore Bane. <laughs> yeah. Open up, yeah. kicking you right in the nuts. Yeah. yeah. It's a terrible feeling, isn't it? It's a, I was off on Friday, you know. I got to enjoy the the snowy goodness. Just the snowy goodness. Well, it didn't last long, and it was even melting before it really <laughs> even did anything. But yeah, we had a little bit of a little bit of a cold snap. I'm sure people in the northern states, like all the Ohio players up there, probably had a little bit more than we did. I would imagine. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Being a little bit cold, colder climate up there. But yeah, we had a we had a little bit of cold. But it's weird because all the kids are on spring break and it's snowing. Like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah, I know, dude. Uh, there was there was a like a few years ago where we actually had a big snow system on the first day of spring. Mm -hmm. I can't remember when that was, but it was a few years ago. Yeah, it's weird. Pretty wild, man. Pretty wild how it works. It really is. The seasons are changing. Well, um, obviously, we have some wrestling talk this week, quite a bit, as a matter of fact. Some movie talk, a little bit of toy talk. The beginning of the 90s telewar. It's always fun to dive into that. Oh, yeah. It's Nickelodeon. I mean, come on. That's yeah. gonna be, it's going to be fun. We're going to enjoy this one. Good stuff. Before we dive into that, though, I got to talk, talk about something I found out, Big Underscore Bane. You found something out. I found something out, and it's the greatest thing ever. So I, I joke with guys at my work, you know, like, you know what I would like to do? Someone I dislike to send them a big old box of shit. Yeah. Like literally a box of doo-doo. Yeah. Poop in a bag. Poop in a bag. Send it to them. Send it to them. First class or whatever. Yeah. Guy Probably be priority. I'm just saying. Well, you it's know It's going to be over a pound. Well, hopefully. Weight, weight wise. <laughs> I mean, it's probably going to be over a pound. So I feel like it, you're focusing on the wrong part of the story. It'll be, it'll be probably sent priority. I'm just saying it'll get there in two to three days. Which is fine. Let it let it marinate in its oh, own. Yeah. It'll it'll be nasty. Well, I'm saying this, and the guy I work with is like, "Oh yeah, poop poop senders." I'm like, "What?" He's like, "Poop senders." I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, "It's a website. Check it out." 
He knows all about it. He knew all about it. And, sick freak. <laughs> so I did a little Googling, yeah. as they say. And uh, it's a real website. And this is not a promotional thing for us at all because this is I'm just a fan. Mm-hmm. I want to get the word out there for everybody. Yeah. And uh, very much you can get on there and send someone anonymously a box of doo-doo, whether it's uh, – I think they had elephant, cow, and um, gorilla. So – you get your choice. I just got reminded of, of an office quote where he's like, I can get you exotic meats. <laughs> Dwight. And then he looks at the camera. He's like, it'll all be goat. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and that's the thing is like, is it actual gorilla right. doo-doo? Probably yeah, not. You're not going to know. But like, how amazing would that be? Yeah. All of a sudden you're, you know, whoever it might be that is the recipient of your wrongdoing. Yeah. They're like, Ooh, a package. Wonder what it could be. Maybe it's something from Amazon. And they open it up and it's a big old thing of doo-doo. And apparently they put a card in the poo. Can you customize the card? Um, I think it, from what I understand, it says you've been pooped on, turn over. And so, you know, they have to dig it out to see. And on the back it says, we'll never tell, poopcenters.com. Cool. I mean, I think that's great, right? Like, how mad would you be if you got a poop box? Uh, I mean, yeah, I'd be pretty mad. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I haven't done anything to anybody to warrant me getting a poop box guess we're about to find out um but if if i well i mean you're the only person i know of that knows about it so if i get it not box, anymore guess not what anymore. you're the only person who has my address that knows about it is that is that really true though uh jason wolf might have my address <laughs> he probably does i don't see him sending me a box of poop i hope he does um i can't i can't i mean i guess i guess people who were patrons probably have my address because probably. that's where everything was shipped from was my house yep um so I mean, well, okay. So to be fair, though, in all seriousness, I think as a gag gift, this is pretty funny. Not to me. That's something you send to somebody you hate. It's it's kind of like the office, though, right? Yeah. His buddy poops in his floor, and he's all like mad, and then he finds out it's his friend, and he's like, "Oh, it's funny now." I'm just telling you, if you sent me a bag of poop in the mail, I'm I'm throwing it at your face the next time I see you. <laughs> well, no, I'm not. I'm. I agree. It's not a fun thing, but I think. Um, it is a fun thing to do to someone you dislike. Like yes. legitimately, like there is a yeah, guy. I'd send, I'd send it to my boss. There is someone I would really like to send this to, and I think I'm going to because mm-hmm. like shipping and all it was like twenty eight dollars. I feel like that's well worth it. Yeah. To uh to seek you know amazing revenge. Yeah. So I'm just gonna throw it out there to everybody. Yeah. S- send someone some poop. Now, would you have a particular you know thought on the type of poop they get, or your thoughts there? Like, is it you're gonna go with gorilla or elephant or cow? I probably go with cow because that one's for certain a patty. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just a mess. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know what an elephant poop looks. They also like. have like a, a mixture of all three. Do they? Oh god. Yeah, I think it costs more, but I mean, you get what you pay for. Well, yeah, I hope it costs more because that you know, think about the process. Somebody's over there just stirring poop. <laughs> Good God. It's gross. Oh, God. It's disgusting. But I'm serious. Like, this is hilarious to me. Like, I want to send some people that have wronged me some some poop. And I think I'm going to. Yeah. And, you know, enjoy it. No, okay. But in all seriousness, I think think choose your victims wisely. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe someone who you really feel like deserves this. Yeah. It it did say, like, on their website, and and I'm going to quote this here because they talked about like the reasons for doing it. They actually did mention as a gag gift, which I, like you said, 
That to me is not a good gay gift. It's a little much, right? Yeah. But if they said it's sweet revenge at its finest, and they have the shamrock splattered mega pack, which is uh, a whole bunch of stuff mixed together with shamrocks on it. So shamrocks, like uh, like, like clovers, like little plastic shamrocks, like clovers, like four leaf clovers. Okay. So they have cow dung, elephant crap, gorilla poop, and then the combo pack all mixed together. And they say it's 100% anonymous, and you can even pay with cash to avoid a paper trail if you so choose. So, I mean, How do you pay with cash? They have a way to do it. I don't know. I haven't gone through that huh. process. But they on the card, it says, you've been pooped on, want to know by whom? And then like it says over, like turn it over. We'll never tell. Poopsenders.com. Dang. And then it has, you know, uh, actually has a list of people on here that you should send poop to. Yeah. Your ex, your neighbor, your mean boss. Yeah. Um, a salesperson or mechanic that ripped you off. Last minute gift for someone who has everything. I don't know if I agree with that one. A gag gift uh, for the rich gloating friend knocked him down a peg to the teacher that gave your son a poor grade. Someone left you a negative review or feedback. I do agree with that. Yeah. And you just don't like them. So. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting stuff. And yeah. then a lot of customer testimonials, all a bunch of satisfied people. Yeah. Well. Buying, buying poop and sending it through the mail. So I wonder, I don't know. I'm curious about the logistics of it. You know what I mean? Like, did it actually work like you think? No, I mean, like, where where's the supply actually coming from? I would imagine a zoo. Yeah. That to me, if that's the case, I bet they're doing it like under 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 undercover. Like they're sneaking that. that. Well, they'd have to, right? Yeah, because I mean, the zoo ain't gonna be on okay with that. No, but yeah. I, I mean, I can't imagine they monitor the poop that goes in and out of the zoo. Some zoo somewhere, there's some weird son of a bitch, and everybody's like, "What the hell's up with Craig? He's always walking out with poop." <laughs> <laughs> Can we get rid of this guy? Yeah, and it's like, man, such a creepy. I'm really shocked this gorilla doesn't poop more than it, than it does. That's kind of wild, isn't it? To go to a little bit more of a uh, a fun topic, I guess. Uh, the Cowabunga collection has been officially announced from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's going to feature all the games from. Arcade all the way up to uh, Nintendo, Sega, Super Nintendo, and Game Boy. This is pretty cool, right? Yeah. You did you play a lot of the old Turtle games? I played the arcade one. That was always fun. Um, the uh, Turtles in Time, of course. Yeah, Turtles in Time. The the one that was really hard. Uh, I can't remember which one that was. It was the first Ninja Turtles game. Yeah, that one. I played that one quite a bit. We had that one. That one sucked. I remember having Ninja Turtles two, the arcade game. Yep. Uh, in my for my Nintendo, and then you know, there's Tournament Fighters. Yep. Which is a fighting game. Then there's like the Hyperstone Heist, which is uh, the Sega Genesis game. So like, this is a cool thing to have them all kind of in one yeah. collection for all the new consoles. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I, I'm surprised they haven't made a new Turtles game. You know, I am too because they they uh, last one they made I think was for 360. Wow, that's been that long. Huh? Yeah, I think if they made one for Xbox One, I do not remember, but I'm pretty sure it was 360. I think you're right, and I and I remember them making like some 3DS games and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, nothing for the Switch or anything. Yeah, I mean they were in that Nick arc or that Nickelodeon like kart racers. Well, and they were in Injustice too, but like that, I feel like that doesn't count because that's no. cameo stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, you're right. No, no, not a lot of Ninja Turtle games. Yeah. With the popularity from like NECA and Super Seven, you'd think there would be something new out there yeah it's it's i don't know it's a little shocking that they haven't continued that with the new movie and stuff i'd imagine something's on the horizon though that'd be cool 
hopefully. Well, we got some wrestling talk. Why do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break, cracking them buying energies. Well, listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out Stone Cold. Speaking of Stone Cold, uh, he's made some news lately. Apparently, he has accepted Kevin Owens' invitation to WrestleMania. Uh, but it's, from what I understand, it's being promoted as Steve Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin on the KO show. Yeah. So it's not technically an official match, quote, end quote. Um, there's been a lot of online speculation that they're not entirely sure what they're going to get out of Austin. It could be partly on his end, like not wanting to disappoint anyone. Yeah. Um, what do you, what are your thoughts on this overall? Um, I, I'm, I don't know. I mean, just seeing Austin's fun, you know yeah. what I mean? It doesn't have to be an official match. I mean, but then again, like I'm sure you watched the promo he cut. Um, he said something about how he got pinned at WrestleMania and all this stuff by the rock took three rock bottoms. And he's like, I've had to live with that defeat for X amount of years. And, and then, so it's like, he's kind of saying he's coming back to avenge that. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, whether it's an actual match or not, to me, it doesn't, doesn't make a damn bit of difference. We're going to see him beat the shit out of Kevin Owens, and that's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, Kevin Owens is probably super excited about it. How could you not be? Right. What a great spot to be in for WrestleMania. Yeah. And so I, I think it's going to be good for everybody. You know, Austin's going to get that hometown pop and all that shit. I mean, it's going to be good stuff. I think it'll be fun. Um, I think there's something. If he walks out in trunks, it's like, oh, man, like, yeah. this is something. You know, and that may be them putting stuff out there because it kind of was reported that he might be doing a slight mini return with mm-hmm. bigger matches, much like Goldberg did. And that got, I think, everyone real excited. Like, oh, my God, I didn't expect that. Yeah. You know, and more than just a one-off. And my thought is, like, if Goldberg can get a few years out of him, out of that run by doing a couple of matches a year, I feel like Austin could, too. Oh, yeah. But I don't know if... Well, and Austin is a hell of a lot safer too. He's smarter about the business. I'm, I think he'll be like, okay, like maybe let's not do this because I don't want to die. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, right. Or Goldberg's like, hell, I'll just run straight into that rope like post, brother. <laughs> he'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, that bolt, nah, mm-hmm. right on my bald head. Um, no, I I agree with that completely. Um, but you know, the thing is, is I think Austin is much more of a perfectionist as far as his craft. Yeah, and. I think if this were about the money, we would have seen a return a long time ago. Oh yeah, I don't. I think it's him. Maybe kind of wanting to see. Can I? Can I still do this? And maybe you know, this will be like a test the waters type thing. And that's that's kind of what I'm thinking. I mean, I still hear Shawn Michaels said SummerSlam 2002 was supposed to be a one off. Yeah, and that led to you know matches that led to a basically a full time run. Yeah, for what several years. And in fact, a lot of people even say that second run was better than his first one. So yeah. And I can agree with that. Right. I mean, yeah. it was it was fantastic. I mean, I think everybody, Shawn Michaels is a huge bright spot in the Ruthless Aggression era. Oh, yeah. I think everyone would be stoked for this. But at the same time, like like I've said with anyone with Punk or any of those guys that possibly teach returns, I want them to be happy. Yep. And I also, and I and I and now that I say that out loud, I wonder if, if Vince is pushing this because he's like, I don't want Austin to go to AEW. Probably. Because let's be honest. There's money on the table with him and Punk at oh, yeah. some point, right? Oh, yeah. If that were to happen. And so making sure he locks these legendary guys into deals, you know, that's something that you need to do. Absolutely, there is. 
because I, I don't know if you saw this. I didn't even make note of this, but you know, FTR fired Tully Blanchard, and you know who Dax Harwood was tweeting? Mm-hmm. It's Bret Hart. No shit. And he's a huge Bret Hart fan. I know Bret's big fan of both of them. I wouldn't be shocked if he shows up there as a manager. I'd love that. It'd be great, right? Yeah. I mean, WWE's not using him. Yeah. What he happened was, to he was on that one pay per view? What happened to Jake Roberts? I think he's still with Archer. Is he mm-hmm. not? I just haven't seen him in a long time. I think he's had some health issues. Has he lately? And so, from what I Susan, what I understand, he's still a part of it. But okay. I don't know. Yeah. I just haven't seen him in a while. I was kind of. I, I thought of that uh, just a few weeks ago. I was like, "Damn, where's Jake at?" Yeah. Um, I think Jake should kind of have a stable. In my opinion, I think so too. I think and and Archer could be the the enforcer of that stable. You Absolutely. know what I mean? But like I I think like a lot of those sneaky some bitches that they got there, I think would be great. Well, I also think that uh, AEW has a lot of fun stables. Like there's even like that stable, the factory. Like Everybody's got a stable. Yeah, and it might be too much, but it's kind yeah. of it, it's kind of nice to give people something to do. Well, it's yeah, it's when you have that many guys on your roster, it's almost necessary. Like Team Taz, the factory, there's a bunch. Yeah, well, even if you think of Attitude Era WWE, I mean, the Truth Commission, DOA, everybody was in a faction. Yeah, yeah, it's it's sometimes it's a good thing. Um, AEW Revolution this past Sunday, the most recent pay per view offering. Uh, it was a great show. I saw it myself. Lots of fun stuff happened there. In fact, uh, we saw a new AEW Women's Title yes. uh, debuted with Dr. Britt Baker. A lot of people really thought Thunder Rosa was going to win. I kind of knew she wouldn't once a new title was debuted. I'm like, they're not going <clears> to <throat> let Britt lose it the night she debuts a new belt. I, I think if she would have lost it that night, they wouldn't have had her walk to the ring with it. They would have. It would have been one of those things like she comes out with the old belt and they say like, whoever wins this gets this. Yeah, you know, or or it's the next Dynamite or something. Right. But uh, overall, a great show. Uh, what you think of the new women's title? I know you're a big belt mark. Yeah, it's. Um, so I actually like I really liked the design of the old title. I'm not and not not better than the new one, but I really liked the design of the old title. My hugest biggest problem with the old title was just how small it was. Yeah, it didn't look right, it especially was, with that new TBS title being he, bigger. Yeah, it was so small. So this new one, um, not only is the size correct, I actually do like the design better too because it, it looks good. Well, and it kind of matches the uh, the the. Um, world title without being exact mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's got that north american championship look to it you know that yes a really old school title feel and um i don't know it's bigger in size it actually looks like a championship now i, I think it's awesome i actually i'm not a big fan of the tnt title but all the rest i think are good yeah i'm not a fan of either one of the tbs or the tnt i think those are i just i i hate the names for those titles yeah. you know and the look of them too you know, it's a little bit weird to name it after the network. Yeah, the main plate itself, if it was just a different design, the shape of it doesn't bother me, but just the design itself, having that logo huge in the middle, is just kind of dumb. You think it would have been better if it was just the TV title? Men's and women's TV title, yeah. 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 And who knows, they may change it. But I, I like their world title, I like the tag titles, and I like this one too, so I think it's, I think it's a cool design. Yeah. Sting, what about Sting, man? 62 years old, he's about to be 63. Jumping off a freaking balcony. What the hell? Man ain't got no fear, I'll tell you that much. It's weird because uh, Sting made his in-ring return one year ago at Revolution 2021. That's when he did the the cinematic match. Yeah. Him and Darby against Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. 
And I thought that was a really fun thing that they did. Like they fought like to this old abandoned factory. It looked like, and they had a ring set up, but it like kind of was all like garbage looking, which was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, and that was the idea. Cinematic, cinematic. We'll do cinematic matches. Well, then I think they convinced him to do a match and he did a tag match on pay-per-view and he did well. Yeah. And then he did some matches on dynamite and this and that. And here he is jumping off a balcony. Like when he retired several years ago, we just assumed that was done. And I'm not saying he should be jumping off balconies, but like it's, I don't know. He said he's having fun and I think why not? You know, he's still able to do it as long as he doesn't hurt himself. Like, yeah, it's really cool to see sting performing still. If he's having fun, I'm, I'm all about it. You know, it's, that's what's a, uh most important i mean obviously his health is most important but i mean as long as he's having fun while being safe you know it's all good yeah we also saw the debut of william regal yeah did, did i didn't see that yeah, one coming i did not either um but very glad we did see it i uh i really enjoyed that little segment of him just slapping the shit out of uh ambrose and moxley and uh danielson mm-hmm. i thought that was really cool i mean now it's like, from what I gather, it's going to be them as a tag team with William Regal as the manager. Yeah, I know he copyrighted William Regal shortly after his release, to, so he could Is use that not a, I guess that's not his real name. His real name's like Darren Matthews. No kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'll be damned. Yeah, and so oddly enough, he always introduced himself as Steve Regal, which I thought was kind of funny. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's there now. Obviously, WWE letting him go was a shocker to me. He was, seemed he seemed like a lifer. It was dumb to me yeah Yeah. and and i don't know it kind of makes me wonder if there was like some internal talk like and we're big show and mark henry and all them kind of got the thought like hey we might be letting you guys go and that's why they seek the opportunity elsewhere i don't i don't know and i'm just speculating but it seems like a lot of people are leaving that company Mm -hmm. obviously and a guy like william regal in my opinion has a lot to offer still from back backstage to on camera there's a lot there yeah. And I know that he's probably not going to be a full-time performer, which he doesn't need to be. Nope. But, dude, why not? Let him let I, him be out there. I don't even care if he performs at all as far as, like, in the ring. I mean, yeah. like, I mean, just just him, him. He's got such a presence about him that I feel like it's almost impossible not to have respect for the guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I, I, I'm just excited to see him in AEW. I think they got so much so much talent there that's just young and they have so many years ahead of them. I think that it'll be really beneficial to have somebody like him there. Oh yeah. And I think him kind of coming out kind of out of, out of nowhere was like, Whoa, yeah. holy shit. Like, yeah. what are we seeing here? And that whole, that whole moment was like, I mean, I'm sure you saw the memes of it's, it's like when dad comes home and catches the two boys fighting, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, that was a perfect analogy. Cause that's exactly how they both reacted. Yeah, I thought that was that thought that was super cool and and a fun way to debut. We also saw the debut of Swerve Strickland, Shane Strickland as he was known. Um, a guy, another guy, WWE let go, huge star in the independents. They sign him up and keep him there, and then do nothing with him. And yep, and uh, he was in that group, right? The Hit Club or something. Hit, hit Row, yeah. Hit Row, and I think they released that entire group. Did they not? Yeah, it was the girl at first, and then like a week later, they released all all the rest of them. Yeah, and very talented guy. And again, once again, AEW. Talented group. Well, yeah. Yeah. AEW swoops him up and he's doing well for himself. It's 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 weird. I don't I still don't get it, man. Yeah. It's it's dumb. But overall, uh, a really fun pay-per-view event. And then the next night or the next week on Dynamite, we saw a couple more uh signees. First of all, Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Jeff Hardy is all elite. Um comes down to save his brother. 
dances a little bit on the way. <laughs> hey, you got to dance Dude, on that, the way to saving your brother's life. A lot of people were like kind of doggy on, the, on that. I, I feel like it's that's one of those like that's so wrestling moments. That's what Travis Fowler said. Yeah. He's like, you know, it's wrestling, right? Like we all can suspend disbelief, but the second you're saving somebody and you dance a little bit on the way to the ring, right? Everyone stops what they're doing, like, oh, this is this is crap. Well, and it's and it's also one of those things. It's not just dancing on the way to save your brother. It's your debut at a new company. Mm-hmm. So you got to kind of showboat a little bit. Sure, you know what I mean. So just like take it for what it is. It's funny. That's what I thought. Um, I'll, I'll be honest. This is something that I didn't I didn't expect at all. But now that I think about it, it makes perfect sense. I remember hearing the Hardy Boys theme on like reality television shows and stuff. Yeah, it's played a lot. Yeah, because it's a stock theme. Yep. Which I, I guess I knew, but I didn't really know. Apparently, NWO theme is too. Well, also another one was Hardcore Holly. I remember hearing his theme. Yep, on I've stuff heard his. Yep, on a few different things. So, the AEW then realizes that and yeah. <laughs> is able to use their WWE theme. Yeah. Like, how insane is that? Which is. Pretty amazing because it's super smart, and it makes me think like makes me wonder like why didn't TNA ever think of this? I think just because they're TNA, right? A bit, but surely there had to be somebody there with a brain. You know what I mean, right? Because it's like because I remember the first time I heard it on reality show, I was like, "That's the Hardy Boys." How did they get that? Yeah, you know. And and there's been uh there was another guy. I think it's the maybe is it maybe the Tough Enough theme. I think is another one that I've heard quite often on, on, on shows. Uh, possibly. Yeah. And so it's like all these, all these different themes from WWE. It's like you hear them on these reality shows and you, you might not even think that it's because of stock music, but yeah, it's anybody can use that shit. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if there's like a licensing agreement to use it. I'm, I'm not sure, but I remember there was one video game where they didn't have the Hardy boys theme. It was like a re redid version. Oh yeah. Like, That's weird. Yeah. Like why would they do that? And that was probably, why yeah like you said it was a it was a it was a stock theme like yeah. i still think i bet booker t's music is a stock theme probably because they I mean, he's always used it right i bet it's i bet it's copyrighted now because it's got the can you dig it sucker which is probably why they added that in there. right but yeah and i mean i know like there was a period there where matt hardy was using the you know oh yeah that one and yeah. jeff hardy did the i love that i love that matt hardy theme yeah that so good. Yeah, it was great stuff. Um, and I feel like there is that weird disconnect when you hear a new company's, like, even when you hear the new Sting theme, it's not that it's bad. It's just, yeah, that's not that classic Sting, yeah. right? Or when they did that, re- and they redid the Goldberg theme a few years ago. It's like, ugh. Yeah. You know, I, I think thought, so. Yeah. No, I want the classic, like, theme. I didn't even like WWE's Sting theme music right i wanted the violin a da, 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 whatever the hell i, I mean, remember the first that. time you we heard that at like that starcade yeah like, oh my god this yeah, is great yeah. yeah so no i agree and uh even like wwe when they redid flair's theme because that's like that's a song that's like a legit song right but i don't know what it is you know probably know more than me but wwe did a dum 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 like it's like yeah. slightly different and you're like no that's yeah. not that's not not the same. I get what you're going for, but it's not the same. Yeah. So, yeah, Jeff Hardy uh, is in all elite wrestling. Not really shocking, right? I mean, we, we all we, we all saw all, this coming. All saw it coming. Um, but I thought that was really cool. They you know they kicked Matt Hardy out of the group. And again, we all see it coming. Yeah. Right? Matt Hardy's getting triple teamed. Here comes Sting and Darby to make the save, but it's numbers game still not enough. Yep. Baby brother Jeff makes his debut, and yep. it's a swanton bomb. The whole deal. Cool stuff, man. 
And how, how the how long has Butcher and Blade been together with Matt Hardy? A while, really. Yeah, and no idea. They were in like him, them, and Private Party were in like uh, also uh, the those um like Angelico and Jack Evans, whatever their team name is. They were part of it too. I think one of them are they hurt. just H two O or something like that, something like that. But I think one of them is hurt, and so that's really? probably why they weren't there. But yeah, Butcher and the Blade have been with Matt Hardy for a while. Freaking love that tag team. Still waiting on that butcher figure, man. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah, but Jason Wolf said it best. It's probably just a pain in the ass to do. <laughs> well, he's also like trimmed up a lot. Yes. And so they may be he's jacked. Yeah, they may want to be like they may be waiting until Yeah. Like, well, okay, he was kind of fat when we did our initial one. Let's like re- re- redo it before we he's before we show it. He's one of those guys that like doesn't look like super jacked compared to other jacked guys in professional wrestling, but like I've seen pictures of him just holding a guitar and it's like Holy shit. My God, you were huge. Well, yeah, it's that wrestling stigma, right? Well, it's kind of like, like, I remember like Bret Hart. I've never, when growing up, I never thought he was super big buff, but like there, I remember there's one time I just saw him in a regular t-shirt and I was like, when did he get buff? Like <laughs> there's one of those, <laughs> He's jacked. Uh, there's one of those TV movies. The Miz did. Yeah. And when you see him in there, you're like, Damn. Yeah, it's like he's got a lot of muscle, but a very average size for pro wrestling. Yeah, it's yeah. really it's really weird how that works. Yeah, and I'm sure that's the same with with any guy. Like I remember mm-hmm. seeing Jeff Hardy backstage a couple times, thinking like, "That dude's my size." Like I was shocked by that. Right, because you see him on TV, he looks like a light heavyweight. Right. Yeah. You think, oh, he's 200 pounds. Yeah. But when I saw him in person, I'm like, dude, he's eye to eye with me. Yeah. He's a big dude. Yeah. It's just it's crazy sometimes how how that how that is. Oh yeah. Um. Vader officially announced for the Hall of Fame. What do you think about that, man? So excited. You know, when we were talking about who who could else who else could be in WWE Hall of Fame, he didn't come to mind because I thought he was already in it. He inducted Stan Hansen, which is probably what you're thinking. But yeah, I agree. Vader should have been in. I just it, well, he's one I wouldn't have thought they wouldn't have put him in yet. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I so I I'm I'm super excited for him, man. Well deserved. You know who the rumor next inductee is? Papa Shango. Sid. Oh, hell yeah. This is going to be the best damn class. That's awesome. It could be all big men. Why not? Let's make it happen. So who's your tag team? What tag team do you think? I was going to say demolition, but never mind. That's not going to work. Um, hell, let's, let's put Sid in twice. Go with the skyscrapers. <laughs> there you go. And, and mean Mark again. Yeah. yeah. Two-time Hall of Famer. All yeah. in one class. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Sid would be a fun one. I think Sid deserves it. I mean, I I know he's had some issues and stuff, but come on. Former WCW World Champion, former WWF Champion. You know, I mean, that that dude deserves some some time in the spotlight. I agree. I agree. So uh, that's just rumored, but I'm I'm, usually when those are rumored, they do they do happen. What about Bam Bam? Has he been in? Um, you know what? I think he is in. Is he in? Well, I say that I'm not sure. If he's not in, he needs to be in. That's one of those names Especially where I, I feel like he would be, but the problem is now they're doing like that. They have a name for it. And it's called like the, um, the it's, they have another name for it. It's like the legacy wing or something. And it's like, they, cause they put Dr. Death in that. Is it alumni? Not alumni. No, it's called the legacy wing of the hall of fame. And it really, and it is a hall of fame, but it's not like, they're not properly inducted. Like right. I think, I think bruiser Brody's a part of it and guys like that, but they don't really get like a, like a formal introduction. And I don't think that that's right personally, but I think for maybe some of the lesser known classic stars, I think that's fine. But like, 
You mentioned Dr. Death. I feel like he should have gotten a proper induction. No, I agree. Um, so Bam Bam is not in. So, yeah, Bam Bam belongs. Bam Bam definitely belongs. Dude, if they had Sid, Vader, Taker, and Bam Bam all in the same class, holy shit. You talk about the best damn Hall of Fame class ever. No, I agree. There's there's a lot of, that's a lot of, you know, big dudes all in one class. I, I agree with that. But as far as a big tag team, I don't know. Maybe the Nasty Boys? What about the Head Shrinkers? I'd be okay with that. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think they belong. You know, I mean, they're not huge, but I mean, like. Actually, they are. They're big dudes. I mean, they're 300 pounders. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, they don't seem big compared to, like, Taker and. Sure. You know what I mean? Like. I'd make Rikishi a two-time Hall of Famer. Is he already a Hall of Famer? He is. Well, hell yeah, he deserves it. Yeah, I think I think that'd be cool. So, yeah, I mean, Bam Bam Bigelow, I think, definitely belongs. In fact, again, he kind of like Vader. I'm shocked he wasn't in. Right, right. It's like, wait, what? Yeah. Actually, you know what? Natural disasters. Oh, hell yeah. Earthquake belongs. John Tenta belongs in there six times. Yeah, I want him in for Golga. I want him in for Avalanche. Shark. <laughs> and I want I want uh, Fred Ottman falling on the stage. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that'd be cool. Tugboat. <laughs> God dang it. Uh, you know his original name was like Tugboat Thomas or something? That should have been his name. Holy shit, that's amazing. Great stuff. Um, I'd be a huge fan of Tugboat Thomas. <laughs> absolutely. Paige Van Zandt from the MMA world is also signed with AEW. Uh, she has she made some appearances with American Top Team when they were feuding with Jericho's group. And um, apparently she kind of got the wrestling bug. She was doing bare-knuckle fighting. I mean, she's a very attractive blonde. kind of She's badass. But kind of shocking. She does, like, bare-knuckle fighting, I think, a little bit. Yeah. And, um, I'm surprised she ain't ugly in the face then. I know. And she, uh, she actually has had some tryouts at the Performance Center, I do know. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they just weren't able to accommodate and you know this might be a thing where like they allow some mma yeah i don't know i don't know the terms of her deal but she did sign she started kind of a little bit of a a feud with uh ty conti there because scorpio sky actually won the tnt title on rampage oh good for him right and so you know him and ethan page were kind of teamed up with american top team yeah and so um you know sammy guevara's in a relationship with ty conti yeah and um so she got kind of into it with page van zana ringside and they had a bit of a skirmish as it were, but yeah, I think ultimately that's a pretty smart move getting someone in the women's division. That's kind of got some name value outside of pro wrestling. Yep. So we'll see what happens. Definitely. Butch. Between him and the blade, best tag team out there right now. Love him. No, not the butcher. Oh, just butch. Oh, that dog shit name for Pete Dunn. No, yeah. the bushwhacker. Yeah. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we, uh, this is obviously an interesting thing. Pig Dunn is, uh, hugely, I mean, when did he debut? Like 2015, 2016, probably somewhere in there. He came right when NXT UK started. So whenever that happened. Yeah. And, um, he shows up in kind of was one of, he was the face of the UK brand, right? Do you not agree? Yeah. Initially. He was like the top heel for that brand at the beginning. He was like one of the first guys to get an action figure that was part of NXT UK. Yep. Kind of transitioned just to do NXT. Yep. Very talented guy. Makes his main roster debut. He's with Sheamus and Ridge Holland and now he's Butch. Yep. Is there any explanation as to why he's just Butch now? Uh no. I mean I, I didn't watch, but like apparently him and the apparently those three are actual buddies in, sure. in real life. 
somebody made the comment that that's what Seamus and what's his face actually call him. That's his nickname outside of the stage. I don't know. I mean, that's fine, but like, and then I, I got nothing against the stable. I think the stable's cool as shit, but like, why can't he be like Pete Dunn? It's weird, isn't it? In the stable. Like, we've known him for years as Pete Dunn. Same with Walter. We've known Walter for years as Walter. I uh, I understand changing a name when it's a copyright issue. Yeah. Like Cesaro, if he shows up in AEW, or really anywhere else, he'll probably be Claudio, Claudio. Castagnoli again. And that's fine. I like the name Claudio. I think that's a cool name. Uh, Chris Hero won't be Cassius Ono anywhere else. Right. He'll be Chris Hero. And I get it. Yeah. Um. So... Him being in WWE as Pete Dunn, you know, competing in a Royal Rumble, winning the UK title, being like the longest reigning UK champion. Yeah. Or like the longest reigning champion for a while. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, now, now you're butch. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's just a, it's a bizarre thing, isn't it? It's dumb. It's, I mean, and, and it's not like a, like they're ruining him. It's just, uh, there's no mistaking it. It's just a stupid thing to do. Yeah. It's like you're completely resetting his marketability because even if you can't, even if you're one of those people that may not like know what he looks like, I guarantee you've at least heard something about Pete Dunn before. Sure. If, if you're around wrestling and wrestling fans, but like whoever the hell butches, like you're not going to know, you know what I mean? So it's like you're resetting the marketability on this guy and so you have to build him up once again. Whereas if you would have just been like former NXT UK champion, Pete Dunn, now he's part with Sheamus and whoever the fuck, whatever that guy's name, Ridge. Is it Ridge Holland? Ridge Holland, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's like you have to completely just start over again with this guy. And it's just, I don't know, it's kind of dumb. So everything's a wash now. Yeah. Like, why would you do that? Yeah. No, I, I agree. I don't I don't understand it either. I mean, the whole thing with names has been baffling to me where it's like, it's like almost like at one point they're like, hey, we want to be able to market the name. Right. So, okay, I get that. But then Bobby Roode, just Bobby Roode. Yeah. So he doesn't have to change his name. Right. Oh, we're not we're not worried about that with him. Okay. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it's weird to me. Or then, like, you bring in a Dominic Dijakovic. You know, you're, you know, whatever the hell his goofy ass <laughs> name it, is. I don't know if he was T-Bar or. Yeah, I think T-Bar or something. Yeah. And it's like, what? Like, yeah, it's yeah. just so stupid. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. There's a lot that's happening there that I just, I don't understand. And, um, and, it, and again, with with this whole stable, I got nothing against the stable. I got nothing against the pairing of, like, three British dudes. I think that shit's cool. Like Absolutely. And they're big, badass bruisers. I dig that. But, like, it's just it's just the name, changing the name for the sake of changing the name. There's no reason to do it other than the fact that you want to put your little stamp on it. Mm-hmm. And it's dumb. I agree. I agree. Uh, speaking of that segment, we had a bad thing happen. Uh, Big E got badly injured in an uh, overhead suplex from Rich Holland. Landed right on top of his head. It's pretty nasty. Um, he was stretchered out, which we heard. He posted a little video up on Twitter that he actually he can move all his digits and stuff, which is a very, very good thing. Yeah. But they're telling him he has a broken neck. Um, obviously, this was just 24 hours ago from the time of recording to when it, from when it happened. Actually, less than that because it was last night. Yeah. Um, Again, I think reassuring everyone that this is not the easiest thing in the world. It's very, very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope people aren't jumping on Ridge Holland on this. I think Taz was, which pisses me off when like other like wrestlers do that shit. Yeah, because it just completely buries the guy. <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't, 
I, I mean, I'm not going to sit there and say Taz doesn't know what he's talking about because he does. He does, but it's like, but I keep watching, that shit up, keep that shit in private, man. <laughs> but watching that move, it didn't look like he did anything wrong to me. Right. I mean, it's it's an overhead throw, and, yeah. and I mean, again, it's kind of like the whole draws and D'Lo Brown thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like even when they did that dark side of the ring, both of them are like, yeah, we don't know what happened. It just it didn't. It didn't pan out. Yeah. Did, did Draws jump too hard? Did not jump hard enough? Did D'Lo pull him too hard? I mean, yeah. timing is everything. And it's just, it's scary. Yeah. You know, honestly, like, it, the, I'm glad he's okay. Yeah. In the sense of he can move his fingers and stuff. And I think that's a good sign. But, yeah. Something can go wrong with anybody at any time. Right. And, I mean, I think there's there's something to that. I mean, I, I hear all the time about stunting and dying in movie sets and stuff. Yeah. It's just like. Yeah. Holy shit. Like that's scary. Yeah. And I, I think that gets swept under the rug a little. Oh yeah, it does. Because you don't you don't hear about that shit. I know like two or three stuntmen died during the dark night. Mm-hmm. One died during Deadpool. It's yeah. like people are dying to make movies. Like this is yeah. that's not a good thing nope. at all. And and so I don't know, like I, I don't want to throw blame, but I've also been of the I would never do anything that I didn't feel safe doing. Yeah. Because trust me, I've been asked to do some some shit where I'm just like, I mean, Aaron Anders, and I, I love the guy, but he always wanted me to power bomb him from the ring to the floor. Well, you've talked about that before, yeah. and and I, I told him, I was like, no, I'm not doing it. And he goes, I think I'll be okay. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't feel comfortable launching you because I have no control. Yeah, from point A to point B. Yep, and I'm and I'm just like, it's not not for this crowd. Yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, and. And I, you know, I was pretty lucky. I only really hurt one person. Yep. And that was John Webb, and he probably deserved it. But <laughs> no, knowing him, he absolutely deserved it. But again, like <laughs> to me, the art of pro wrestling has always been that you walk out the same way you walked in, and that yeah. that doesn't always happen. There's things that do go wrong, obviously. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's scary, man. And and like that's an overhead belly to belly is not an uncommon move. Nope. And I know Biggie's probably taken it before. I don't. I've watched it a few times to see, like, okay, did he not throw him hard enough? Did Biggie not jump enough? I mean, it, like, what's the situation? Yeah, it didn't look like anything to me other than he just landed right on top of his head. But I mean, that what's his face? That Madcap Moss took a move in Saudi yeah, Arabia, landed on his head, landed on his head too. Yeah, and he was okay. Yeah, but it's like shit happens, man, and yeah. you just never know. And so, I don't know. All I can say is I just hope a, a very speedy recovery for Biggie. Well, yes, at, well, absolutely. But I, th- I think it's important not to jump so quick to call people unsafe when accidents happen like that. Because you mentioned D'Lo. D'Lo is, like, amazing. He's, well, Owen Hart. He, Owen, Owen Hart's another one. Like, just because somebody accidentally injures a guy doesn't make them say unsafe. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, Seth Rollins is another one that comes to mind. I mean, people like that are, like, people who are highly regarded as, like, some of the best in the ring, you know. And so I think it's important just because somebody messes up and – accidentally somebody gets injured i think it's important not to jump on everybody's case and call them unsafe and shit yeah. like that you know just just calm down well twitter can be such a cesspool in that regard mm-hmm. well and, and i i can't remember what what it said and maybe i should have read it again but taz said something to the I, effect, I saw it too and it, i i it was something about like yeah this is how a suplex is done or something yeah and i was just like come on man like and i actually read that before i knew what happened well was prayers for biggie and i i, I was like yeah so i 
actually typed in Big E, and then I, I'm like, oh, shit, okay. He landed yeah. on top of his head. That's what he was talking about. And so it's just, I, I think, especially, like, guys like Taz, who everybody, his nickname is the freaking human suplex machine or whatever the hell. Yeah. Like, I mean, Ridge Holland visited him in the, ho- in the hospital. Right. I said a lot of guys. Right. So it's obviously, it's not a malicious thing. Right, of course. But shit like, happens. I, I just think it's, like, guys, especially the guys in the wrestling business, need to just, like, chill the fuck out on that because, like, accidents happen, mm. you know? I, I mean, it's not, it wasn't. It was certainly not deliberate. It was, of it course. Was, I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm more offended by the Goldberg kick to Bret Hart than, than this. Big time. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm sure, you, actually, speaking of that, I'm sure you saw Punk kind of talking about that. Yeah. And he's like, you know, I think it's a, it's a travesty. Bret Hart's not able to go to Saudi Arabia and make yeah. millions of dollars because someone decided to be reckless, more or less. Yeah. And, and yeah, because it, he's right in the sense that that should have been Bret doing that. Yeah. You know, and, and I mean, he retired, I think it was like 2000 and, and honestly, I think he was in his early forties. He probably had time left. Oh yeah. And it's just unfortunate that led to a lot of his health issues, but we probably could have seen him wrestle all the way up until early 2010s, you know, possibly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We could have seen an actual WWE in ring return. Yeah. You know, it's definitely possible. Or in TNA, like who knows? Like it's it's wild to think, but yeah. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, but. I I feel like we were lucky enough to at least get that one match with him and Vince. Yeah. You know, when we did. I mean, it it was what it was. You know, but like at least we were able to get that. I mean, we talk about Sting. He's sixty two. Yeah. Like I mean, who's to say? If Brett was healthy, he'd probably still be wrestling for right now, or he'd probably be doing something. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So yeah, it, I don't know. It's it's wild, but. Um. We just want to send a positive vibes and prayers out to Big E. Hopefully he's okay. Absolutely. Um, and the fact that he posted a video so shows pretty good spirits, I think, which yeah. is good. So hopefully it's nothing, nothing too. I mean, I think the fact that Big E's got a huge neck will help him. Yeah. In this case, I don't. I mean, I don't know so much if that will, but he's. A, I'm hoping he's a guy for sure that's going to be missed on television. I absolutely love that guy. Absolutely. Well, we got some uh, movie and TV talk. Why do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. This is Wake Up and Bait at the Movies, yeah. This is Wake Up and Bait at the Movies, yeah. All right, fellas. Go ahead and take it from here. What you got now? Well, I'll tell you what we got now. Big underscore Bane. Uh, the Batman debuted this past weekend. Uh, made some big, big money. Um, Three-hour movie. I actually went and saw it. I know you're not a movie theater guy. That's been pretty well documented on the show. I am not. So I assume you'll be seeing it in what, two to three months? Two to three months, yes, is when I will be seeing it. Um, what are your thoughts? I mean, overall, I'll, I'll tell you my thoughts because, you know, I'm the only one that saw it. Pattinson wasn't a bad Batman, but he's not my favorite. Yep. Where does he rank? From the top four? Who's above him? I mean, uh, I, I mean, I know at least two guys. Are you putting Affleck above him? Oh yeah. Are you? I'm putting Affleck above him just because of his look. I mean, Pattinson is not a bad. I mean, I think this is supposed to be a young Batman. He actually didn't do bad. Okay, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not. He's, he's a fantastic actor. I yeah. think he did. I think he did well, but there's still something about his physical presence that didn't. He's got more of a Batman Beyond look than. Yeah, a little too slender, and yeah. I mean Christian Bale. He was too slender for me, too. Yeah, but he pulled off Bruce Wayne well. Everybody, oh, yeah, for sure. Everybody except for Affleck is too slender mm-hmm. <laughs> as Batman. Affleck, I think the problem is he he was a little too old for the role. And I know that they wanted an older Batman, mm-hmm. but it was just like, 
But he looked the part. He was the older, I don't give a fuck Batman is who he was. And I like that Batman. Colin Farrell and Paul Dano were fantastic in this movie. Yeah. Paul Dano was so good as the Riddler. I mean, so good. Like he took that character that just always kind of been zany Mm -hmm. and literally made it creepy. Yeah. Like that's phenomenal. Yeah. I I remember when, uh, before it actually had theatrical releases, people were saying that like, it felt like a horror movie whenever the Riddler was there. Yes. That there's a scene, like the very first scene in the movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Truly creepy. Which I legitimately thought, like, they would save that type of vibe for, like, the Scarecrow whenever they bring him in. But, like, I don't know. Was was the Scarecrow in the last, any of the last three? He was in, I he feel was like in the he first was. One. Yeah, the first one. He actually one. made cameos in The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. But, yeah, he was, like, a main villain in the That's first right. one. Batman Begins. But, um, no, I thought Paul Dano was great. I thought Colin Farrell was awesome as the Penguin. He's literally unrecognizable. Is he? Yeah. That's like, good. That's how it should be. Yeah. The it, penguin. It, it would be one of those things. If you didn't know, mm-hmm. you might not know. I Although, is he better than Danny DeVito? I think so. Because Danny DeVito is gross. I, this, loved, I loved that Danny DeVito. But this is like him more like underground mafia Oof. boss. See, that's what they did on the Gotham. And I loved that version of Penguin. I, I thought they did a really good job of making him look like a mid-50s kind of chunky fat guy. That's probably hanging around with the underground delinquents. Yeah. Like they did a good job. Um, and also too, they announced that on HBO max, there's going to be a new penguin series. Yep. Which that seems to be, maybe be the new trend, right? Like we saw the, the suicide squad come out and then all of a sudden there's a peacemaker series. Mm-hmm. Now we're seeing the Batman come out and there's a penguin series. That's kind of a fun idea, right? Take a character from the movie and spin off their own show. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think that's a great idea too, because it gives us more context for a lot of these characters that maybe we wouldn't have had. Yeah, and I think it's a smart idea to incorporate the HBO Max and kind of get people all-inclusive on that. Absolutely. Speaking of that, uh, there was a lot of talk that uh, AEW is going to be on HBO Max. That still could be a possibility, although nothing's been announced. Yeah. What do you think? They think that would be the smart move or doing their own streaming service? I I still think doing their own is probably the smartest move. But, I mean, at this point, I don't care. Just give me something. You know what I mean? Yeah, make it happen. Yeah, just do something. Quit being strictly cable you yeah. jackasses <laughs> tony khan was asked and he did say that he can't comment at the moment which means that there's some kind they're of, working on there's something. negotiation happening yeah which is which is good you got a big announcement coming this wednesday though <laughs> oh i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> uh but overall the batman was a good movie and uh i know there's already sequel talk so hopefully that happens good yeah. i bet they'll do another uh trilogy i imagine that's the plan right yeah i mean i feel like that's how every one of these batman films end up doing you know do you uh, who do you like to see as the next villain? They got to do the Joker again at some point. I mean, I, I, mean, I there's I, teases. Obviously, I won't say too much. I, but there's teases. I think if there's teases, then he's probably going to be in the second one. But I think he's a character that needs to be held until the third. I agree. He needs to be the final boss. Um, I think a good one. Um, Bane is somebody I feel like they haven't done properly. Um, I mean, and I liked the last Bane. That's fine, but like, but it wasn't the Bane that. It wasn't not, the same. It's not the break your back, Bane. You know what I mean? You know, it's it's not the six foot eight, six foot ten, four hundred pounds of pure muscle juiced up. Yeah, I mean, it's not that's not the same I one. Talk like this. Yeah, which I again, I have no issues with that Bane, but like I, I just, it's not the same character. Yeah. Um, I, I think a properly done Bane would be great. I, I, I would like to see a new adaptation of Mister Freeze. I was thinking that too because I end of the last one we got was. I, don't you dare sully the good name of Arnold Schwarzenegger. I will dare to do it. 
Not a great movie. Uh, but yeah, I agree. I think Mr. Freeze would be a fun one. Like I, I've been wanting a good Riddler for a long time, and I was yeah. kind of happy we got that. I like Jim Carrey's Riddler, though. Yeah, see, I, it just it was too... That movie was just too hokey. Yeah. It was like he was literally like Frank Gorshin, you know, like from... I don't know who that is. 1960s. Oh, oh the old ones, yeah. Yeah. I, that's probably he, by design. But yeah, like, way too campy. Yeah. But I, I thought he did good. He didn't do bad. It just wasn't a great movie. Yeah. I try to eliminate those from, from canon if I can. So I was happy to see that. You know, another character um, I guess Robin Williams wanted to play was the Mad Hatter. And I think they God, did, he would have been so good at that. They did that in Gotham. And I think if, if done right, you can really make that dark, which would be fun. Yeah. And I bet that's what he would have wanted to do was do a very dark version of it. Well, I guess he was friends with Christopher Nolan and kind of had mentioned that he would like to be the Riddler or the Mad Hatter. Oh, it would have been in the Dark Knight series? Yeah. Oh my God, that would have been amazing. Yeah. Wow. Because like you could, Robin Williams could have pulled off just the that dude craziest had, of costumes. He had range too. His acting chops. Oh my God. Yeah. It's kind of so a shame good. he didn't do more like horror because I think he would have done great. He, at he that. did do a couple of them. Yeah. But like he didn't do more. Like, yeah. It's, it was kind of unfortunate that he did like a few just kind of crap comedies. Like, because he's such a funny guy. Like, yeah. Well, I just, I remember there in every, Every one of those movies, too, though, he, he did such a good job of making you feel something. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, anytime he got emotional, it's like almost like you felt it, too. Oh, like Mrs. Doubtfire is an emotional movie. Yeah, and it, every time he got that way, it's like you felt it, too. And it's he's just so good at what he did. And so if he would have been able to have one of those, like, horror movie-type settings, like, like as one of those characters, like, oh, my God, he would have knocked it out of the park. No, I, yeah, I agree completely, definitely. Uh, we got a little bit of toy talk. Why do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. Here we go, open the box, it's the part of the show, we'll break your remain, do a bit of toy talk. All right, so we didn't get to talk about this last week because the news had not quite broken. Um, Jazzware showed some even more AEW news, so a lot of new stuff in the pipeline, but I wanted to touch on this specifically. They have announced an unmatched Series 6 will have the uh, figure debut for like the first time in 20 years of Owen Hart. Yes. He will be what they call the Luminary Collection, which is kind of like their Legends line. Mm -hmm. We've already seen Sting, uh, the Corazon de Leon, like the you know Mexican version, the Lucha Libre version of Chris Jericho. Yeah, that will be series. Uh, what is that? Two, four, and now number six will be Owen Hart. So, man, this will be a sought after figure. Yeah, it's going to be one of those that you're probably going to want to pre order for sure. I would say safe bet that will be the chase or one of the two chases of the wave. Think so. I think so. What yeah. do you What do you think his uh, his gear is going to look like? Um, I mean, a lot of people are kind of speculating. Can it Can it look like how he looked in WWE? I think so. I, th I think you just can't. Just maybe not right King of Hearts, right? Like, yeah, it can't be the exact uh, replication. But I mean, I think you can do like a black and purple singlet. Um, you might not be able to get away with doing the caution tape singlet, but like, although I think that would be a cool chase. Um, I kind of think they'll do their own new version of I, the singlet. I bet what we end up getting though is probably the Japan, like because uh, he had the blue. Was it the blue trunks with like the blue top too? Mm -hmm. I bet that's what we end up getting though. I I know Travis Fowler on TV Toycast actually said that too. That's what he thinks. It'll be like yeah. more of the Japanese look. I don't. know. I think fans might be disappointed in that though. I think they're gonna want that classic Owen. They are, but I mean, it, I. I just, it kind of depends on what they can do. If they can pull that off and maybe just black and pink, black and purple, whatever, and then just the, um, 
just Owen Hart in a couple of different places with some hearts on the, you know, I mean, yeah. If they can pull it off without a copyright, you know, suit, then do it. That's a weird thing to think because I don't know what is copyright and what's not. I mean, is a gear copywritten? I don't think that it is. Like, I mean, Bret Hart went to WCW. He wore the exact same stuff. Yeah, except except when he changed to orange. Do you remember that? No, I don't. He had like a pair of, it was like black and orange instead of pink. Are you sure? Yep. Yep. There was one singlet. Look it up. I don't recall that at all. Yep. I remember when I saw it, I was like, that's bad. Don't, yeah. don't, don't wear orange. I don't remember that at all. But while you look that up, I he didn't change for the most part at all. Macho Man didn't initially either, right? He's still the cowboy hat. You know, the the crazy colors, the jackets. Hogan didn't change. Flair was always the same. So I that's where I wonder. I'm like, well, can they copyright gear? Like, is that could can they make that a thing? I mean, possibly, but I don't I don't know. Like a lot of those guys didn't didn't change their look too much. So I don't know. And and I and I had heard rumor that Martha Hart had been in contact with a toy company before, but kind of backed out because she didn't want to have any legal issues, which I totally understand. Yeah. But with this being a bigger company, hopefully that's not the case. I don't know. I, I just, I don't want to see, uh, I don't want to see people disappointed. I know Jeremy did tweet out. He's like, we plan to make this good. I'm like, well, okay. Hopefully that's the case. And I, my thought is the initial figure will be the classic singlet with the chase, maybe being like the Japan or Calgary stampede gear. That would be cool too. Orange Bret Hart. What do you got? Cause I don't recall that at all. Well, somebody made a figure of it, uh, but I can't. I can't find the actual picture. I think it was during his Goldberg feud. I mean, I'm sure that it happened. I just don't recall. I only remember him in pink and black. Besides, man, damn it, I can't find the actual version. I'll show you. Let me show you the the little figure somebody made of it. I mean, I, again, and see, I don't even actually remember these pants, but I remember the top and the pinstripe. See, that's like what somebody did for the custom figure. The one on the left there. That one right there. Well, that doesn't really look orange, though. You colorblind, brother? Nope, I'm not. <laughs> that looked more like salmon colored. But uh, anyway, I, I don't I don't know. I, I'm not going to I'm not going to say I believe you since you can't prove it. So oh, I'll find it. I'll find it and I'll tweet about it. And somebody else is going to find it, too. I hope you do. I just don't ever. Re- I mean, I'm sure there was like a different shade of pink, but I don't remember orange at all. I feel like I would remember that. You're just trying to prove me wrong by saying that salmon. Dude, it's not it's not <laughs> orange, though. Orange is orange. So anyway, um, 90s telewar. Uh, we still have a podcast to do, by the way. Yeah, who gives a fuck? Nineties <laughs> <laughs> Telewar first match will be Double Dare versus. Are you afraid of the dark? What do you think? Um, I got I me. Mean, I I don't know. This is gonna be tough, but I think Double Dare is probably gonna take it. I feel like Double Dare is the shoe in. That's kind of the one of the hands down favorites. Yeah. But there's a lot of fandom for Are You Afraid of the Dark? And that's been relaunched recently. I guess Double Dare has too. But um, Yeah. I, I feel like uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark had, had a better relaunch. I would agree with that. Yep. I would yep. agree with that. That could also be a show that kind of like Goosebumps that kind of, you know, over the years you go. I, I actually would kind of like to rewatch that, to be totally honest. Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah. The original ones suck. I'm sure they do. Yeah. So do Goosebumps. Yeah. Oh, so Those are atrocious. But, I mean, I don't know. There's something... 
you know, is that on, I wonder if that's on Paramount Plus, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Probably. But it is. I may have to check that out. Yeah. I remember it freaking me out as a kid, so I kind of like to see it again. Yeah. I actually own it all on uh, Voodoo. Very nice. Very yeah. nice. That might be something I have to check out at some point. But yeah, make sure to vote at BBPH918 and let us know what well, should move on to the semifinals. For sure. As we wrap up the show, of course, we want to give shout outs to a lot of our podcasting buddies like Fully Posable, the Wrestling Figure Podcast. Give them a follow and check out their show. It drops every Sunday, just like this one. Like last week, Jeff had some issues, man. I'm getting the show up on iTunes. What what for? I don't know. Just it was one of those technical snafus that we all know so well with podcasting. Yeah, that's that's one of those things, man. You just, you just got to figure it out. It happens. You just got to upload that shit, man. <laughs> but he, you just got to press the right button. Boy, you really have some advice, don't yeah, you? I'm just I'm just trying to help out, Jeff. Just make sure you press the right button. Next Jeff's, time. Jeff's a big Bret Hart fan. I'm going to put him on the hunt. Is he? Find the orange gear. Well, I actually, I, I think that that picture I showed you of the, the figure, I don't even think that was a custom because then I saw like a picture from Mattel. Like, no, like they did. They, Mattel did a, a figure, a gold, Brett Goldberg two-pack, and everyone's like, what the hell's up with these pants? Yeah. Why did they do that so bad? Because he actually wrestled in that. I don't know. I don't know if I believe you. Oh, my God. <laughs> Check out Doing the Favor with Eric and Barry. Uh, great show as well. Um, really fun time it talking is. with those guys. Check them out. Solid um, show couple times a week. Uh, the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric. Retro Pro Wrestling at its finest. Give them a follow and check out their show. The Ringside Rant with RJ. Check him out as well. The Leisure and Lariat's Podcast with my buddy Ruthless Ryan Davidson. Boot to the Face with Marty and Rucker. Tales from the Estate. Drew Vinsel and his wife, Caitlin. Absolutely. One of our favorites over there. Uh, Wreck My Podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew as well. We love those guys. Really fun show. Trivia with Buds with the one and only Ryan Buds. Howlin' with the Wolf with our pal Jason Wolf. And also check out his amazing chop shop. Doing great stuff over there. Yep. Uh, pulling up a chair with our buddy Tim over at a chair shot. In fact, he'll be coming up uh, on You Know It's Fake right this week. Nice. So everybody will get a, get a double dip of Tim there, which is fun. Double dip of Tim. <laughs> double dip of Tim. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he's got a podcast dropping with me, and he wanted to drop him on the same day. Okay. So he was like, hey, you think double dipping's too much? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you can you can double dip on podcasts. Just don't do it on chips. Don't do it. On, George Costanza taught us that one. Yeah, uh, he didn't teach me, but uh, whatever. He taught society. Society taught you. Don't you dare discriminate against that is, Seinfeld. That is, that is wrong. It is that absolutely. Is, that's the that very first wrong. time anyone ever heard that term ever was Seinfeld. Bull butter breaker. <laughs> I don't know. I, you're not winning Bull that one. Bull butter. That they made that a thing. They did not. Yes, they did. No way. They absolutely did. Uh, of course, also check out our other podcast. You know, it's fake, right? Every Monday, no holds barred with Bill Benis every yep. Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, the TB toy cast dropping every Thursday. And then of course, all of Bane's tunes you can find on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your music. Yep. Also outsiders beard co. You got a beard. You got someone that has a beard that looks bad. Get you some beard balm and beard oil. Make it look better. I got bad news breaker. I might be uh, shaving my, my beard for good for a while. <laughs> Why is that? Well, cause you know, I got that sleep apnea machine. Oh yeah. It is like irritating the shit out of my beard. <laughs> is that easy to sleep in? Uh, it, it is. It is an adjustment for sure. Uh, but I tell you what, I've gotten the best sleep I've ever gotten in my life. Like, I, I believe it. A guy at my work was just telling me all about I it. I feel like I feel like I actually slept, whereas before, like I'd wake up feeling groggy as shit and mm -hmm. just terrible all day. Like I woke up and I was like, "Oh damn, this is what it feels like." This is what sleep was for. I probably have sleep apnea too. Yeah. I would imagine. And a uh, guy at my work was saying like the exact same thing you're saying. Like yeah. once you get used to it, yeah, you you get 
so much good sleep. Like you actually wake up with energy. Yeah. I'm like, wow. What's it's, that like? Yeah. It's, it is legitimately amazing. So yeah, it's a, but once, like I said, it's an adjustment. So like, but I sure. might have to get rid of the beard while I adjust. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Um, and we also have t-shirts available. Pro wrestling tees.com forward slash Brian breaker, bbph.redbubble.com and watermaneuver.net search by store for breaker and Bane's power hour, TV toy cast, Bane fully posable doing the favor. PPW, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Check out all of our podcasting buddies and get their shirts as well. Yes. Anything else, man? That's it. Thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. See you guys in seven days. He's easy. Yeah. One more time. It ain't over till I say it's over So lock the cage up cause this is a takeover The wait's over If this the final time we meet Then you'll be on your back on my feet Then I'll tip the cage over as a hangover I'm super fly so I can splash off the top And I can shut down the shop Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop And I'm always gonna rise to the top People's champ like the rock I do not give a fox or let that shit drop Man, I'm so over Double pistols What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can I dig it? Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, Put it on the internet.